Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the church or you want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at thechurchrc.com. Or we would love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app. Available for free anywhere you download apps. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. Proverbs 13:20. And uh, we're in a series called It's Complicated. We've been talking about relationships. Come on, we've been, we talked about marriage in the first one. And uh, and the the second one, we talked about how to have healthy conflict in all of your relationships. My wife uh, preached an amazing word last week about uh, the relationship with yourself. Come on, you are the one person that you can't get away from. You are always there. And, uh, And I love it. And she said, you know, she gave us a few things. She said, it's okay to say no without having an excuse for saying no. I saw somebody come in wearing a shirt that said, nope. And I was like, hey, you listened to my wife's message. So uh, anyways, but, but uh, yeah, so uh, it's, been, it's been a really great series. You can go on our, uh, if, you, if you don't have our, um, our app, you can get, download our app. You can watch our podcast there. And you can also follow along with our notes. We have them all in the, there's the fill in the blanks and the scriptures and all that. Proverbs 13, verse 20, it says this. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. How many of you want to be wise? Amen. If you don't want to be wise, I'm sorry. Amen. I, I want to be wise. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, Friends Matter. Friends Matter. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, thank you that every ear in here is open receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, friends matter. Here's what you need to know is that God has created us for relationships. Now, what makes relationships hard is that relationships come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. Because you have relationships with a lot of different people. You have relationships with your kids. You have relationships with your spouse. You have relationships with your parents, with your grandparents, with your aunts, your uncles, your crazy cousins. Come on. You, got, you have relationships with your boss and your coworkers. And all of these different relationships are going on in your life. And all of them require something different from us, right? They all, you don't, you don't uh, I don't treat my wife like I treat my best friend right? She's not my bro. Like, what up, dog? Right? I don't do that. Because uh, that's the thing, which is funny because my wife always thinks that I talk like that. So I'll, I'll have her send a text for me because I'm driving down the road. I'll be like, hey, would you text Doug and just let him know that I got his message, whatever. And she's like, all right, hey, bro. I'm like, when do I say bro? Like, she's like, well, that's how dudes talk, right? I'm like, who says dudes anymore? Like, what's going on? Like, oh, anyway, yeah. I, I made a mistake one time of talking to my dad like I talked to my friends. And I grew up, you know, and, and it was the 90s, and we called everybody fool. And I said, what up, fool? I woke up like three days later. I don't know what happened. No, it, seriously, he was like, don't you ever, ever call me fool again. Like it was serious, but that makes life complicated, right? It, it makes relationships make our lives complicated, but they also make our lives better. 
Even though they're hard and sometimes they're difficult and sometimes they get rocky and sometimes they don't go like we planned and sometimes, you know, everything's on a razor's edge, they still make our lives better. They're worth the complication that it brings. God created us that way. God created us to have relationships in our life. That's just the way he made us. In fact, when he created the heavens and the earth, there was only one thing that he said wasn't good. And that was that man was alone. There was only one. He created the heavens. He created the earth. He created the water. He created the fish. He created the animals. And after every one of those things, he said, it's good. It's good. It's good. He created man and he said, it's good. But he said, there's one thing that's not good. That's man is alone. I'll have people say, well, I don't need nobody, brother. Just me and Jesus. Wrong. Adam walked with God in the cool of the garden, side by side with God, in a place that was perfect. There was no sin. There was no destruction. There was no sickness. There was no pain. And God said, it's not good. Because he said this, he said, you need somebody in your life that understands you, that goes through the same things that you're going through that's walking the same walk that you're walking. You need people in your life. And that's why God has created us for relationships. He wants us to be together because we are really better together. You know, some things in life just need a combination to make them better, right? There's some things in life that just go hand in hand. I'm gonna get you to help me out on this, like peanut butter and, come on. Nobody goes and eats a peanut butter sandwich. Not if you got jelly around. Come on, just real quick, raise your hand. If you like strawberry jelly, raise your hand. If you're a grape jelly person, raise your hand. Look at all these crazy people. <laughs> Strawberry's where it's at. Come on, strawberry is a far superior jelly. Just in my humble opinion. Batman and? Come on, y'all are doing good. Bacon and? Bert and? Yes. Sonny and? There you got it. My wife did not get that the first time. Donnie and? There you go. Who is Marie without Donnie, right? Mickey and? There you go, Minnie. Peas in? What were y'all going to say? Peas in? Potatoes. Needle and? Cops and? No, it's donuts. Like my cop just looked at me up there. I'm just playing. Y'all, I'm going to need y'all to drive me around for a while. Get pulled over all of a sudden, right? No, come on. Oreos and? There's some things that go together. That's what relationships are for us. Here's the thing is you cannot see, a, you don't have a 360 degree view of yourself. You don't have, you can't see all the faults. You can't see the mistakes. You can't see when you're in error. You can't see what you're doing wrong. You can't see what you're doing right sometimes. And so God has put people in our lives that can see all the way around us and tell us when we're doing good and when we're doing bad. They're there to build us up, to strengthen us, to help us, to make us better. That's what relationships are supposed to be. One of the cheesiest lines in any movie 
that you will ever hear is one of the truest lines. And it's from Jerry Maguire, you complete me. Come on, just look at the neighbor on the right and tell him, you complete me. Look at the one on the left and say, you had me at hello. You had me at hello. Some of y'all, I just got you a date. You can thank me later. It's one of the cheesiest lines, but it really is true. There are some things that we need, some relationships that we need, they complete us. They make us better. They make us stronger. They make us wiser, right? There's, there's people that God has put in our lives for a reason. Come on, sometimes you need somebody there to tell you you're dating an idiot. You know that you have that friend that needs to tell, probably needs to tell, if you don't know anybody that's dating an idiot, it's probably you. You need people in your life to make you stronger and better. Sociologists will tell you three things, that there are three things, three types of poverty in this world. The first one is material poverty. That's the kind of poverty that we all think of when we think of poor. When we think somebody's poor, we automatically think of material poverty. Somebody who doesn't have possessions. No, they, they lack earthly things. They lack possessions, whatever it is. We think this is the person that is very poor. But the sociologists will tell you that that's not the only kind of poverty out there. There's also spiritual poverty. Now, these are the people that they kind of go through life without any hope or sense of purpose. They feel, they feel like they're, they're just here to suck air and die. There's no sense of being. There's no reason for them to be on this earth. Whenever they die and they're gone, they're just going to turn to worm dirt. It's all over. There's nothing left to do. That's the kind of, uh, that's a spiritual poverty. There's no sense of purpose. You can have all the earthly possessions in the world and be spiritually poor and completely unhappy. You see this over and over again in Hollywood. People that you think, they have more money than you could ever dream of having. And they're sad. They're lonely. They're, they're, they're like, man, I, I'm so, I feel so alone because they don't have purpose and they don't have hope. The last one is relational poverty. Relational poverty. I think a lot of people suffer from relational poverty. And I know you're out there and you're thinking, no, I don't suffer from that. I have a thousand uh, friends on Facebook. You, don't, I, you know, I have 50,000 followers on Instagram. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Because you can be in a room like this, surrounded by people. You can have tons of followers on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And you can still be completely alone. In fact, you can come into, it doesn't matter, you can go to a small church and feel completely alone. You can go to a church, it doesn't matter where you go, you can walk into a large gathering and still feel lonely because that's the thing is that you're not connecting with people. You could walk into this room, sit down after the first song is played, walk out before I'm done preaching and guess what? You have never connected with anybody. And you can say, well, I'm not going to go to a big church because I don't feel connected. No, you're not connecting because you're not connecting. Right. Come on. 
Not because we haven't given you opportunity to connect. It's just because you have made a decision that I don't need people in my life. You know, I've been on so many uh, different missions trips in my life. The last one that I went on was to Africa. And it was amazing. But if you've never been on a missions trip, you really should go uh, because it, it's an, it's an eye opening experience. It's just, it's just an eye opening experience. We, we partner with a lot and we actually have, uh, Bernie Moore, who's in Africa right now doing a large crusade, seeing thousands give their life to Jesus. We have, uh, we partner with, uh, uh, second chance Haiti who, who runs an orphanage in Haiti and we go over there. So we're always doing something to help the poor and the needy. And, but, but what, what's amazing is, is that when you land on the ground, the first thing that you will be overwhelmed by is the need. It is shocking to see the amount of poverty. You, and you, you will be overwhelmed. It, it takes you days to get even it, your mind wrapped around it that people are living in a house that you wouldn't call a house. Like, you're living here? No running water. Sewer in a trench out their door. Like, you just sit back and you go, this is, this is what you call home? And you're just overwhelmed by it. But then about a few days in, you kind of start to go, become a little bit envious. Because some of the poorest people that I've ever met are the happiest people that I've ever met. You want to you see church, go to an African church and you'll see some of the poorest people loving God and worshiping with all their heart, with a song. And, I mean, they're, they're, li- they're lifting their voice as loud as they can. They're dancing around, they're clapping, they're happy. They're, they're, they're so full of joy. And I, I used to wonder how in the world are they so happy when they lack so many things. And the truth is, is they're happy even though they have material poverty, they are wealthy spiritually and they are wealthy relationally. Because here's the thing is that they depend on God and their family and their friends to meet every one of their needs. So you look at them and you think, man, you're poor and you lack all this material things. But the truth is, is they look at your life and they'd say, you're poor because you, know, you don't have any spiritual uh, richness and you don't have any relational richness in your life. We are on the other extreme. We think this, we think, well, you know what? I feel lonely, I feel depressed, I feel anxious. You know what? I'll just go out and buy some new shoes. Because that's what the advertisement tells us. We need more things in our life. Because if you had the new truck, if you had the bigger house, if you had the pool, come on, if you had a new Louis Vuitton, if, if, you, if you, you fill in the blank, whatever it is, you, if you have that, it's going to make you a happier person. And what happens is, is we go out and we buy all of that stuff. And at the end of the day, we're not happy. The void is still there. Because even though we have material possessions, we lack spiritual and we lack relational. Here's the thing. Something isn't missing. Someone is. We think something is missing in our lives because Joe Dirt down the road has all this stuff and he's doing an amazing job and he's happy. And we think that if we had everything Joe had, then we're going to be happy too. But at the end of the day, we're not because something's not missing. Someone 
is missing. Some of the most life-altering relationships that we can have are friendships. Now, you can't pick your parents. You can't pick your grandparents. You can't pick your brothers and your sisters. You can't pick your aunts and your uncles or your cousins. But one relationship that you do have control over is your friends. And our friendships are making a bigger impact on our lives than we realize. In fact, I believe this, that you, it, one friend can change the course of your life. The reason why I say that is because I've had it happen personally in my life. I was about 13 or 14 years old. I was living in San Angelo, Texas. My dad was a pastor. I was in a youth group. I went to a Christian school. And in my Christian school, there was a guy named Kurt. And I thought Kurt was awesome. Like he was the the cool kid, right? He was funny. He was fun to hang out with. And he was awesome on a skateboard. In the 90s, that automatically made you a lot cooler. Maybe today, I don't know. But he was just, he was great on a skateboard. And so I thought, man, Kurt is so cool. I want to be like Kurt. I want to hang out with him. And so I got into his circle of friendship. The thing is, is that Kurt had some issues. And uh, he also liked to smoke anything and everything. He rebelled completely against his parents, wouldn't do anything that he was told to do. He'd get drunk every weekend. He slept around. He watched movies of the adult variety that were inappropriate. And he had all of this stuff, but Kurt was so cool. He was so much fun. And so I started smoking a little bit, hanging out with Kurt because I wanted to be like Kurt. But about that time, I had a man show up in my life named Brandon Clark. Now, Brandon Clark was awesome. He was 20, in his 20s. He was a good-looking guy. He was completely and totally in love with Jesus, and he became my youth pastor. And I'm in this, I'm, I, and what's crazy, I mean, this guy was so, Brandon Clark was so sold out for Jesus that he used to buy these blank hats that had nothing on them, and he would write, Jesus loves you on it. And he would just, that's what he wore all the time. He had a little, little uh, thing on the side, ask me for prayer. He would just write different things on it. And that's what he wore around all the time because he loved Jesus. He would, God had so transformed his life and changed his life that he wanted to give that opportunity to everybody. And he couldn't walk around just saying, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. So he's like, hey, how, how can I do this? So he wrote it on a hat. And he showed me by example what it was like to live sold out for Jesus. Now, what's crazy is, is that I had an opportunity because I was at a crossroads in that moment. And I, I, I thought, well, Kurt's cool, but Brandon's cool. And all of a sudden, I had somebody in my life that spoke to something greater. And I began to say, you know what? I feel like I got a call on my life. I feel like God's called me to something. So I pulled away from the wrong relationship and I got into the right relationship. Here's the thing is that there, there is such a thing as wrong and right relationships when it comes to friendships in your life. You can get the wrong relationship and it'll, it'll cost you a lot. But if you get the right relationships, it will help you go further than you ever thought you could. Pastor Brandon, 
I don't know where Kurt is. I'm sure I could probably look him up on Facebook. I pray that he surrendered his life to Jesus and is living sold out. But I know where Pastor Brandon Clark is. Pastor Brandon Clark has planted a church. It's thriving and, and, and doing great things for the kingdom of God. He's madly in love with his wife. He's still sold out for Jesus and he's raising godly kids. And guess what? He's still in relationship with me. He texted me this week and said, hey, I just want you to know I'm proud of you. See, here's the thing is that I was at a crossroads in my life. And one friendship, one relationship changes everything. One relationship made all the difference in the world. One relationship impacted me in such a way that it, it honestly, I don't know which way I would have gone. I don't know what would have happened in my life if I would have went down the other road, but I know this, it would have caused some pain probably from my dad. Realize now that the trajectory of my life was completely changed because God gave me an opportunity to have one friend. Here's the thing. God will always provide you what you need. You have the friends you need. Young people, I know all the older people are thinking, oh, this is a message for my kid. I hope he's listening. No, this is a message for you. Because you think the only, only people that need good friendships is your kid. No, you need good friendships too. You need people in your life. Because here's the thing is your friends have the ability to change the environment of your life. And the environment of your life will determine how much you will grow. They can change your, they can completely alter the environment of your life. I am, uh, uh, Crystal and I both are hor- horrible gardeners. Horrible. Gardeners. We call ourselves hospice for plants. We help healthy plants transition into the after. Like if you want anything, any plant killed, just bring it over to our house and we will transition it into heaven. Amen. We have these great aspirations of, man, we're going to have the prettiest house on the block. We're going to have flowers and all this stuff. And so we go out and we get this stuff and then we plant it and then we forget to take care of it. And because we forget to take care of it, it dies. And it has no, it, it, it's no fault of the plant. The plant has everything it needs to survive and to thrive. But it has to have the right environment to do both. And some of you are looking at your life and you're wondering, why am I not growing? Why am I not growing spiritually? Why am I not growing in my business? Why am I not growing in my life? And what you need to do is you've taken a hard look at yourself, but maybe what you need to do is take a hard look at the environment that you've surrounded yourself with, your friends that are all around you, and see, are they pulling me up to something better or are they pushing me down? Are they always trying to say, you're not going to make it, you can't do this, who do you think you are? Sometimes we need to look at the people that surround our lives because the environment matters makes all the difference in the world. God will use people to get you to your destiny, but the devil will use people to distract you from your destiny. It's an amazing how a tool can be used either way. So God says, I'm going to put people in your life that are going to help you get to your destiny. The devil will try to say, I'm going to put people in your life that will try to distract you from your destiny. And at the end of the day, it's your choice. Who will you pick? Who will you decide? 
here's the thing is, is that we need to have people in our lives that aren't accidental, but they're intentional. A lot of times we pick our friends based on this. Do they, are their kids in the same soccer club as our kids? Do they go to the same gym? Do they work at the same place? We have all of these things and, and our friendships end up being accidental, right? Just because we, we, we got thrown into life together. And so I guess we're just gonna be friends and there's nothing wrong with having those kind of friends in your life. But the truth is, is that if you really want to grow and you want to become all that God has created you to be, you need to have intentional friendships. You need to have people in your life that are going to make you stronger and do more than you think that you can do. You got to intentionally decide, you know what? I need this in my life. I need somebody that will help me in my life. So what do we look for in a friend? You ready? Mark two, one through five. I love this. I could preach this about a million different ways, but I'm going to talk about friendship. Mark 2, 1 through 5, and it says, Again, he entered Capernaum after some days. This is talking about Jesus. And it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. That's how God wants a church to be, right? Amen. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. Somebody say four. four. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. There's three things that I think that you should look for in friendships and the people that are in your life. The first thing is, are your friends, uh, our friends should make us better. Our friends should make us better. I love this picture because this man was paralyzed. And really the paralyzed person doesn't take that much of the limelight. It's the people that are around the paralyzed person that take the limelight, right? They're, they're the ones that, that, there was some conversation that happened and there was, there was no doubt there's some, they, they heard about Jesus and how Jesus was healing people and they thought about their friend, Larry. And oh, Larry, you know, Larry's been paralyzed and it doesn't say how long he's been paralyzed, but four friends decided, you know what? We're gonna get together because we wanna see Larry better. We want to make sure that he gets better. And I don't know if Jesus can heal him, and I don't know if it'll happen, but we have a desire to see him become better. Your friends should always want to see you become better than what you are. Your friends should want to see you become better than what you are. Do you have somebody in your life that makes you better at the things that matter most? Do you have somebody in your life that makes you better at the things that matter most. The, the other thing is, is you need to know is that your friends are carrying you somewhere. That's right. That's good. Every one of you, you have friends and your friends are carrying you somewhere. Now the question isn't, are they carrying you? The question is, where are they carrying you to? Where are they taking you? Some of you are being carried to divorce by a friend. Well, he's a sorry, no good, no nothing. Wow. 
and you're listening to it. And now then you're thinking, you know what? You're right. He is sorry. Some of you are being carried to bankruptcy by a friend because they can't control their spending. And every time you get around them, you buy something that you know you shouldn't have bought. And you keep racking up credit card debt after credit card debt after credit card debt. And you feel like I got to keep up with them. So I got to have the newest and the nicest and the best. And you're being carried to bankruptcy because of the friends that are in your life. But most of us aren't that extreme. Most of us are just being carried to mediocrity. We're just satisfied living a life with my four no more. Because we don't really surround ourselves with people that challenge us to become better people. We don't surround ourselves with people that, that try to say, you know what, I'm, I'm here to make a difference on this earth. I'm here to do something for somebody else. I'm not here just to punch a clock and go through life. I'm here to actually make an impact on this earth. See, here's the thing is we need people in our lives that want to make us better. If you're sitting back and you're going, you know what, I need a better marriage. Hang out with somebody that has a good marriage. And here's the key is they don't have to be your age. Two of the greatest people in this church, Tom and Marty Miller, been married 40-something years and still in love with each other. Go to Cancun regularly. Why? Because they want to spend time together. What in the world? Don't hang out with somebody who hates their husband if you want to love your husband. I know this is a simple message, but you need to hear it nonetheless. Huh? You want to be better in your finances? Hang out with people who actually are smart with money. You want people that are in shape. If you want to be in shape, hang out with somebody that's in shape. Don't hang out with your friend who considers himself a donut connoisseur. Because guess what? You're going to keep getting more of the same. Find somebody that makes you better. Hang around people that don't just see you, but they see the potential in you. They call to something greater than what you see in yourself. They call to something and they say, you know what, you're better than that. I, I, I'll tell you this, I, I was in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. I was talking to another overseer of ours, Pastor Benny Perez. And we were youth pastors Thought we'd always be youth pastors. Never really thought anything else. We were happy. And he looked across the table, and in a moment, he looked at me and he said, Brian, you're called a pastor. You have a pastoral gift on your life. And and he just began to, to call to something greater than I saw in myself. He wasn't speaking to me because if he was speaking to me, he would just be, be, be speaking to the youth pastor. Right, right. But he was speaking to the potential inside of me. Some of you need to find somebody that will speak to the potential inside of you. See, here's the thing is God has put everything you need in you to grow, to become great, to do amazing things. He's put it on the inside of you. He didn't put a dream in your heart that you couldn't achieve. He put it in your heart because it's inside you. And you need somebody who looks at you sees your potential and calls to something greater than you see in yourself. Second thing we need, our friends should do the hard things even when it hurts. 
There is nothing easy about carrying a grown man on a roof. There's nothing easy about carrying a grown man anywhere. And it's sure not easy tearing a roof apart and lowering down. And most of us don't need that, right? You're like, oh, I don't need that. But what we do need them to do, the hard thing that we do need in our lives is for them to tell us the truth. Even when it hurts to speak the truth into our lives. We need them to do that hard thing for us because you don't need to be surrounded by yes men. Come on. How many of you heard Fergie's national anthem? If you didn't, just go look it up. It wasn't good. She missed it. But if a friend would have said, that's bad. Hey girl, you're awesome, but that's bad. Right? All of a sudden, now then something changes in her. Maybe she goes forward. That's her business. But somebody that will speak the truth. But if all you're doing is saying yes, 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 yes. If that's all people are doing, you got the wrong people in your life. Because sometimes they need to say, you don't need to buy that. You should go apologize to your husband. Just let the Lord lead and guide. I'm just kidding. That's a bad investment idea. You're going to quit your job and do what? Are you stuck on stupid? We need people in our lives that will speak the truth even when it hurts. Now, here's the thing is you need to hear the truth even when it hurts. Because what we automatically want to do is I want to do it my way so you're out of my life because you told me I shouldn't date that guy no more. Maybe you should listen. Amen? I had a friend at work that I was working on the ambulance with him and we got on call after call after call after call and I got to stop. I don't really, they're trying to trick me. They're giving me less time. But uh, we got on all these different calls and I, I came in to the, to the station. I walked in the station and one of my friends, the guy that I'd been on the ambulance with didn't say anything, but one of my friends said, hey man, you got a huge booger. And I looked at the guy that I'd been on the ambulance with all day, and I said, dude, why didn't you tell me I had a booger? He goes, oh, it's funny. <laughs> you need the friend that will tell you you got a hanger, man. Your flies unzip. You need somebody that will speak the truth, even when it hurts. Amen? The last thing, and I'm done. Our friends should strengthen us spiritually. Friends should strengthen us. There's going to be a time in your life when you need to be strengthened. Some of you are like, well, I'm not paralyzed. We're all paralyzed a little. We all have some disability somewhere, some issues. We need somebody that will strengthen us spiritually. I love this because the man is being lowered down and he gets in front of Jesus. It says, Jesus looked up at them and said, when he saw their faith. It doesn't say when he saw his faith. It says when they, he saw their faith. He said to the man, your sins are forgiven you. Rise up and walk. We need people in our lives 
that will have faith in our dreams even when we lost faith in our dreams. No doubt the man wanted to be healed. No doubt that he had dreamed about walking again. No doubt that he had that desire, but somewhere along the way, he thought, it'll never happen. This is my situation. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm going to have to learn to live with. But their faith, surround yourself with people that have faith in your dreams, even when you've lost faith in your dreams. Surround yourself with people that speak to you and strengthen you spiritually, even when you want to quit and throw in the towel and say, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I can't make it. When you're, when you're there, that's when you need people that will say, hey, you know what? You got this. I can't tell you how many times I've called my friend, Scott Boney, my best friend in the world. Lives in Louisiana. I always pray, God, let him come to Texas. I miss him. especially when we were getting ready to plant the church in our first year, it was so hard. Planting a church is hard. I remember calling him and saying, man, it's tough. This is hard. This is going through. So-and-so left. This person said we weren't called to do it. He'd listen to me. And then at the end of it, he'd say, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. All right, you're going to make it. You got this. God hasn't brought you this far to see you fall. God has called you to plant a church. And what was he doing? He was strengthening me spiritually, saying this. No, God has called you to something better than this. Don't you quit because I have faith in your dreams. The dream that you shared with me before you ever planted the church, I had faith in that dream. And I still have faith in that dream, even when you've lost it. Do you have somebody in your life? sees the dream and has faith in it even when you've lost faith in it. You need somebody that will strengthen you spiritually. Here's the thing is that we can't just have friends like this. God has called us to be friends like this. God has called each and every one of us to be a friend that makes people better that sees their potential and says, you know what? You got great things inside of you. God has called us to be the kind of friend that, that tells the truth even when it hurts. God has called us to be the kind of friend that strengthens people's faith, strengthens them in God, and tells them they're gonna make it. Be that friend for somebody else. Amen. the Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially, you can go to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com. Thanks and have a great week.